0: everybody, welcome to Outspoken. This is episode 17. I'm your host, Justin White. My guest today is Corey Porter, an old, old friend of mine who I first met uh, when he was rolling around on the floor of my brother's apartment in the Lower Haight in San Francisco, um, laughing hysterically. And uh, he has been making me laugh ever since, and he's been a good friend ever since and I'm excited to share our conversation Um, but before I do I want to tell you a little story about this morning Um, I was woken up I planned to wake up early anyway because I wanted to watch World Cup it's kind of the only sporting event I give a shit about Um, started at 7am coincidentally my neighbor also started hammering at 7am and I felt compelled to yell out the door hey it's 7am why are you hammering And I did that and they stopped immediately, which is cool. And then started up again like half an hour later. Um, And I was all pissy and pissed off. And then I looked up the the city ordinance in San Francisco and it's totally legal to start making as much noise as you want to at 7 a.m. Isn't that nice? I think it's freaking ridiculous. Um, Speaking of which, uh, and speaking of World Cup, I was in Russia last year around this time when they were preparing for World Cup. And there was literally around-the-clock construction the entire time I was there. It was insane. They were doing uh, cement saws and jackhammers at 4 in the morning right outside the hotel. It was pretty incredible. So um, here's just an itty-bitty little teensy taste of that from the Kremlin. And then we'll talk to Corey.
1: Yeah, you know, that's where I saw the Planet of the Apes when it first came out.
0: The very first one?
1: The very first one.
0: That's amazing. In Where, at the San Rafael? At the San Rafael Theater. theater.
1: It was a single theater occupancy thing. It was beautiful. It was ornate and grand. It was kind of like a dusty gold hue. Nice. You know, that kind of ancient yeah. bronze, yeah.
0: That sounds awesome.
1: Bonbons were expensive back then, too. <laughs> I bet. They were probably a dollar for the whole box.
0: What do you think the tickets cost?
1: Uh... I got in for underage till I was about 18, okay? Oh, really? You could push it? Tickets were 50, 75 cents for my age, so a buck. And what year are we talking about, roughly? When that movie came out, 67, 68. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid I saw there.
0: Holy smokes.
1: Years later, during after college, I saw Blade Runner there when it first came out. No way. All at the San Rafael? San Rafael, yeah.
0: So you grew up where exactly?
1: First... Nevado, Ignacio. My dad was in the Air Force, and we lived there. Terra Linda. Okay. And then when I was four, we moved to San Anselmo up in the hillside, and that's where I became obsessed with walking and wandering.
0: When you were young, like very young.
1: Yeah, even when I was two or three, my dad went to the Air Force base, and we were only a mile away from it. I took off in my diapers and... Wanted to go see my dad at the Air Force Base, and it wasn't until I got to the freeway
0: holy shit. that
1: one of his fellow officer buddies and his wife spotted me, and they're like, there's Captain Porter's son.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Took me home. and I How old were you? Two or something? I had to be months? definitely under four, so three, three okay. tops.
0: You were walking on yes. your own toward, toward the freeway.
1: In my undies. <laughs> Amazing. And then once I moved to San Soma, we were on a hillside up behind Central Avenue, you mm. know, behind the downtown thing. I don't know it very well, but... I... It's like Hobbitland. Okay. I mean, there's twisty roads. I lived up on Florabelle. It's beautiful. And for a, a kid growing up, the sunlight shines through the bay leaves. You smell all that. You wander up on the hill, paths to go to friend's house. You hit other roads, shortcuts. It's really, it's like Alice in Wonderland, Hobbitville. Wow. And there are, are old steps, like cement steps. You'll be wandering and there'll be like 20 feet of cement steps in the hillside and they don't start or anywhere <laughs> or there's like still old carports but they're like big enough for a Volkswagen Beetle but you know that they were built nearly a hundred years ago right and a lot of that area they used to log that area Mill Valley that was a lot of redwoods that yeah built these homes came from right came there came from that way
0: how long ago did they stop doing that do you know
1: I don't know way before my time okay I mean so you grew up uh, up uh, San Selma and, and wanted and, to walk you, you just, I loved you an it. adventure and then of... we moved to Send some more towards Fairfax. Uh-huh. Same thing. Yeah, you can get up in the hills. And Brookside just, Elementary School, right on the Brookside Creek. Nice. Yeah, just wander about. That's Mom, amazing. I'm going to so-and-so's house. And maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but I would like... And you could and be once, gone
0: for as long as you wanted? I just, yeah,
1: learned how to ride a bike, and then we moved out to Point Reyes Station. Holy and, um.
0: And this is all because your dad was in the military and hopped No, I think my mom had or?
1: Wanderlust. My dad, oh. at, at about that time, my dad went over to Southeast Asia 64, 65. And stayed? I mean, he yeah, was there for Vietnam? He was a, a pilot technical advisor guy. Okay. Sorry. Like, how could we modify these planes to hit the hills that we aren't supposed to be in right now because we weren't thoroughly involved? Okay. And I discovered this recently when I, um, well, about 10 years ago when I, acquired a bunch of his stuff, his military history, per oh, okay. se. I didn't think he went over there until like 66, 67, but he was there 64, 65. And then around 66, um, he took me for a walk in my little neighborhood walk-along thing, and he, and he basically told me, hey, I'm going to be going over there for a long time, da hold the fort. And how old are you at
2: this point? Six, seven.
1: My okay. brother was about 10. Okay. And... My brother really had to hold the fort. Yeah, I think he he felt like he had a lot on his shoulders, and that's a whole, whole completely different thing.
0: Did your dad give him that sort of
1: talk? I'm like pretty you're sure the man he had a talk, and me, and it was it just it says, like, "Be cool, you know," and whatever yeah. mom says, do good, do right. Okay, and that was the rest of my life. Okay, mom, whatever. Wow, I was a good kid. But oh, um, wait, did your dad stay over there then for the rest he, of your? Well, he'd come back every year or so. Okay, he'd fly in. There used to be a heliport in Sausalito. I think there still is. He'd fly in, I don't think directly from Asia, mm-hmm. but in a gigantic transport helicopter, a big wow. white one. It looked like Moby Dick. Like, bah, 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 You'd bah, watch bah. him
0: come when he came Yes.
1: In? And I don't know if that was just coming over from SFO the, yeah, or, or the San Rosa Airport or something. Yeah. And yeah, basically, he was kind of like a writer, a historical document kind of guy he became doing that huh. he was in the air force then he ended up working for the government um he wasn't a spook per se okay you know but i know he dealt with stuff that he couldn't talk about yeah but now i have all the documents Oh, and it's been fun going through that and it's kind of you know i think my dad after a while had a soft spot of soft spot in his heart for these people mm. and he knew that things were pretty screwed and it was a very bad uh occupation, whatever. Right.
0: Could you see that through, like, does he, Were are there journal entries or is um, it, like, could
1: you see the, the, I've heard him talk about it a bit. Okay. And I've, I've seen some of his writings. Okay. There's parts where he's writing about walking around and he's talking about weed, you know, the THC marijuana weed. Right. Growing naturally. My brother and I found that, those writings and it's like, dad wrote, dad's writing about (laughs) pot. Right. Um, but, we knew from his nature. I mean, he was kind of like a Playboy pilot, World War II, 21-year-old fighter pilot at wow. the end of World War II. Okay. So he was pretty suave, very intelligent. He went to Gonzaga, go Bulldogs. <laughs> and, um, you know, was a, a pretty cool guy. He was pretty suave and debonair. Kind of uptight pilot, not like, uh, what's that Robert Duvall movie, The Great Santini? Right. He wasn't a prick. Okay. you know. But sometimes it could be like, uh gonna set an example right He's and just sort of stern and rigid I that didn't fly with me too well and this mm-hmm. goes to what I was talking about earlier with you about executive function function disorder and right. which you just learned I, sh- you, I would shut down I'd, right. I'd, I have problems with authoritarian da 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 or when people talk in a manner of like what did you do that for especially when I see people do that with children, the children oh yeah are not gonna break that down well I did that because ba 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 right
0: what what is that how does it how do you receive it when you hear that sort of like what what is the
1: i i internally pause okay and sometimes i won't react and I, it it turns people off sometimes i will not respond or react because i i kind of logically break down like this conversation is is not you know uh, it's not compute my, with me right okay and it's taken me <clears throat> years to accept that.
0: So, is it <clears throat> is it a, a tone of voice thing, or it's like a, it a, it's the authoritarian? Yeah, it aspect? can be
1: the combinations of certain things. I and mean. do you remember that all along through yes, childhood and stuff? Yes. Okay. And um, like I told you earlier, I stumbled upon that just through g- falling down a Wikipedia hole. Right. You know, I wasn't going there, but I did. I found the term, and, and say, I thought it, I've never again heard again that for, executive dysfunction. Disorder. Exe- executive function disorder. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And uh certain sounds I'll respond to, you know, like you know, not so much anymore, but for a while I was having panic attacks, like big booms, big clacks. Uh-huh. I would like like uh, I was like, something's wrong with me and my doctor's like, You're having panic attacks. That's what it was it would be
0: triggered by yeah, like a startling noise. Sounds usually, you know, what about I, the hiss of the bus, like the hydraulic
1: Sometimes thing, yes. That thing <clears throat> gets now me. I'm okay. Um Nutrition, you know, thinking things through, it's helping out quite a bit. Oh, good. But I I do remember growing up, my parents, one of my parents' best friends, like we'd be at functions, I don't know, Thanksgiving, and I'd be having fun, goofy, silly me as you know me. But there'd be times where I'd just be sitting in the corner and just looking like I'm zoning out, observing, and that's all I'm doing is observing, just taking things in. And my godmother, God rest her soul, June Mm. Meister, Uh Um. She told, you know, I think I remember hearing like, Corey's just sitting there minding his own business, but you just wait, you know, da da, da he's gonna do something, or later on he's da, da, gonna do something. <laughs> and that's my nature, you know. Okay. And sometimes I will just, I need to zone out, whether it's take a nap or a walk, okay, or stare at flowers. And then know?
0: do you feel like you've been recharged? Yes. Okay. And that's,
1: I just read about that today. Uh huh. Um, it's a recharging kind of thing.
0: So, how does it differ from just being
1: an introvert? Because I have a similar need for rest, you know, for um, breaks from social. Activities. I don't know. I think I I waver. Sometimes I feel like I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm a yeah. Leo. Like, if you want to go there, I could be. I love to entertain. You get right. me on stage, I'm fine. But yeah. if somebody says, "Hey, Corey, sing that song, tell that joke," da da I might just, and I'm not being rude, but I, I sometimes. We'll blank out. I've had people. will go on campouts. Bring the guitars. Corey, play something. <laughs> if you I don't have a freezes. list, I might go. I don't know anything. Yeah. It's like I know hundreds of songs. Yeah, you know.
0: I'm. I, it's so funny. I'm I have a really similar thing, and it and it is the the way in which it occurs is similar too. Just like this authoritarian Planning thing or things, like somebody like, telling me on the spot, you need to have an answer. Uh, if I don't have the answer, I don't. I don't really shut down, but I, but there's like a moment where I'm not okay with even being asked, you know, so it's like, you're putting me on the spot and I don't even Mm -hmm. want to go through the effort it would take to say that you're putting me on the spot. So I don't know what my reaction is actually. Well, for the the longest time,
1: you know, I've always felt I've been creative and I, I, you know, I, I don't regret it, but I probably should have pursued the arts thoroughly as a young kid, majored yeah. in this and that. But no, when I got out of high school, I majored in psychology. Wow. Very naive. I thought, oh, well, I I, I will major in psychology and become a psychologist. Uh-huh. I pretty works. much 98% sincerely thought that people went to college and you did whatever you majored in. And mm-hmm. that's just how life was.
0: Well, that's kind of how we were taught. That's what they... That's, kind of. That was the model. You know, it was, it was more designed for like trades, I think. Like you could go get your training in a career and then go into that career. I mean, I guess it could be with with intellectual stuff too, but um, it did sound like there was just a direct path. You study this, you get this job.
1: And then I majored in economics. Oh,
0: wow. That's hard to imagine.
1: And then, yeah, that was boring. Super boring. And then I, I got back into theater. I'd done some in high school, and as a kid in Moran. I was in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at Brookside Elementary School. I was a doc. Nice. The best dwarf. Oh, the best. The smartest one. Yeah.
0: The only one who wasn't doesn't have a character flaw. <laughs> my best friend was Grumpy. Grumpy, yeah. Yeah, he in passed real the life, audition. He did
1: the Munchkins from the Munchkin Land thing, and it's like, you're grumpy, because he, he had the look. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, But, yeah, I changed it to theater in my last, year of college and uh then I dropped out of college and started playing rock and roll pretty much. And that kinda changed my life. I, I I think you wanted to talk about that maybe because I think I'm gonna be dropping my first solo record.
0: When? Soon.
1: Hopefully, yeah. I gotta fix some stuff. I gotta sing it like I mean it. Okay. Because they're basically rough vocals. Uh-huh. And um some are good, but some of it I sound like I'm singing an instructional <laughs> Helper video on how to sing and enunciate, and it's like okay, that song has no feeling. Huh? You know, who cares? What do, you, what, do you think you're just self conscious when you're in there? Or? Oh no, it was because I was just doing like rough vocals, pretty oh, much. Oh, I see. You weren't um, trying to, yeah. But give I've it got, a, you know, all the songs I've realized they're just from stuff I listened to as a kid. That's what this body of work came out as. Huh. some songs are new, some are old, reworked. So, is it, but just what, the songs that I went in there with, you know, it was just kind of like a roll of the dice. I'm going in with these songs, not right. like there's no theme like okay this record's going to be about yes. lizards and migration <laughs> and, and love and lizard it's migration it's just a hodgepodge but when i looked at it as a whole it's from all the am 60s 70s radio i listened to as a kid oh, cool. and i've heard i've played it for people or the people that i recorded with they'll say well it kind of reminds me of this or that and it's like for a second there i was like what is this? And it was like ding dong KFRC San Francisco.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So that's
1: so you're heavily influenced by that
0: that time period. And, it,
1: well, or just on this album. And uh, yeah, you know, I think the next one, if I do a next one, it's going to be like pneumatol, metal. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to finish it up soon. Definitely this summer. Nice. So you I said think music... I'm going to call it executive function disorder. I like I
0: like it EFD. Um, so you said that music or your life changed when you found when rock and roll. You said your life changed well, when you found rock and roll. You know,
1: rock. after college, I ended up in the suburbs of, I'll say it, Fremont. Okay. Temporarily, I thought, oh, I'm going to live with my aunt and uncle because uh-huh. I was taking a break from college. I thought I'll go to state and that break seemed like it was all the eighties. And so I, I'm kind of like weird about the eighties stuff uh-huh. in general. But it was only five years. But I thought I was going to be there maybe a year tops. But I ended up there for five years, and mm. it was the longest five years in the world. I would escape to the city for fun, uh-huh. and some of my friends were down there. Were like, "Oh, the city's a big place," and I'm like, "Whatever." Yeah. Or you know, I'd want to go to see a movie, and I didn't want to see The Breakfast Club at the mall, so I would take Bart to the city and take AC Transit to Mill Valley and go to the Sequoia Theater and see foreign films. Wow. Which I grew up on growing up in that County. you know yeah. my mom would drop me off. Sure. I'll go see Z by Costa Gravis, uh, which is like a bizarre political documentary thing. Yeah, that's kind pretty of, cool. Kind of heady stuff. And so how do you think I that, was a snob? Were you, you were I movie was a movie snob? film snob in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs>
0: At an early age. Um, but for good reason, cause you were yeah. being
1: exposed to actual good art. I liked and, Buckaroo Bonsai, you know, and yeah. it's funny. Um, Because last night I missed it because it was too late, but Justin Fromm, local... Is Luminary the right word? Let's call him an artist, musician, poet, writer. Okay. He did a showing of Buckaroo Bonsai in The Mission last night with a a speech thing beforehand, and I wanted to go so bad, but it's (laughs) like, nah, I don't want to be getting on BART by midnight hustling. but um,
0: I saw that in the theater when it came out and probably not since
1: and the teaser sequel coming soon oh it's gonna have a sequel it never did never yeah you know Peter weller's now like a got his phd in archaeology i think oh really yeah that's pretty cool you could catch him on like the science or nature channel it's like peter weller buckaroo bonsai where's our sequel
0: right and well maybe robocop was was oh god yeah because he was in that too right
1: (laughs) what else came out of the 80s
0: Most things bad, but a I started lot out of in the good.
1: '80s wearing raw silk red pants. Nice, that's a good start. And you know, back to music, you know, I sold my electric in high school, and when I went to college, I played acoustic. Okay, like I was going to be James Taylor or something. Uh huh. And my first girlfriend actually looked like a mixture of Carly Simon and Sophia Loren and L- and nice. Barbara Streisand. I thought, yeah, I'll be the James Taylor. <laughs> whatever she was Italian it was wonderful Kenwood Um, yeah when I was down in the suburbs I just got really bored and somebody turned me on to some music it's actually R.E.M. Uh this is like 82, 83
0: so which album would that be?
1: I think Murmur was just about to drop as the kids say
2: okay
1: and um, I was like wow and I went to the local store and I got like a Rickenbacker six string, like a nineteen sixty-four, three quarter, two pickup wow. guitar for like three hundred and seventy-five bucks. Which was
0: a fortune back then, right? But it's it was kind of a lot. It was a good is, deal. Yeah. Five hundred sure bucks
1: would have been deal. a lot, but okay. it was a good deal. And I ended up trading that for a teller cast of Frankenstein, which was cool. Dave Fremont drew on it. Nice. And then I painted over it and I hurt his feelings. Sorry, uh-huh. David. <sighs> Um, Everything's okay now, though. Right? I want to go visit them. I want to. I got to hit the southern part of the state before yeah. we secede from before <laughs> the California rest. becomes three states. That's right. Um, With walls, but yeah. I started playing rock and roll, and it wasn't until like for two years of waiting tables and cooking, yeah, that I met some other creative types: David, Josh, really? Bennett, um, and. Some of these guys, actually, my ex-girlfriend down there, they started a fake band, an air guitar party band, and their friends had a flatbed pickup, and they'd have Kager parties with, like, four bands that were fake air guitar, That's air drums, amazing. you know, like, one band would be Def Leppard, these guys are this, that, okay. and I thought it was pretty creative of my ex-girlfriend to do that, but... yeah. After a few months, I told them, why don't you guys just plug in? I mean, I play, and I was a pretty decent player back then. I uh-huh. grew up playing bass and rhythm guitar. That's another story, but bass and rhythm. And a year later, they did. They started a band. The Examples. Nice. And I listened to one of their tapes, and I told a friend, I could play get better lead guitar than that. And I went and jammed with the band without their other guitar player. And we went and had pizza and beer. They're like, we're kicking that guy out. You're the lead guitar player. <laughs> so I became lead guitar player by default. Wow. Um, and then I started to play more solo stuff, whether by myself, which I hate to do because I miss the camaraderie of yeah. playing. Yeah, It's like basketball, which I love, which I think is very rock and roll and very urban and street. Uh-huh. Um, I like the team. It's also like Delta Force, special forces. Right. You know, and this is, this is the part of my duty and this is something that I could really focus on, you okay. know, related to things I can't focus on. You give me a script, you give me a gig, you give me a set of songs, that is my mission. I will accomplish that. And I love doing that.
0: Do you think it's because there's a creative element or it's because the creative it's, element it's you and it's in the process,
1: or? I thrive on it. Okay. I will show up for a show if I if possible to two hours before sound check, plug in my gear with nobody in a club. And get my rocks off dial in. Wow. I am so prone to pulling out caution tape out of my gig bag. And this is my quadrant on stage, <laughs> you know, because sometimes it could get crazy on stage. Yeah. You, you get up there with some friends or people you haven't played with, and some people get loosey goosey and start meandering, you know, yeah. especially short bass, not short bass players, but bass players with the long neck. <laughs> so here your comes space. the spear. I've seen. Other musicians in different bands get hit in the head with the headstock of a bass.
0: That's not fun.
1: Um, I won't mention names.
0: Good. Yeah. Keep keep keeping. Yeah.
1: Solo stuff. Um, I would like to play live with these friends I recorded with. I really don't know what's going to happen, but I know it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, As
0: long as you enjoy doing it. And uh, I do, you know,
1: I do learn from somebody that I was recently involved with and she would, Try to give me notes, which cracked me up. Notes on like, your, look, on your writing or your playing? Or... Well, she just like performance issues. Really? I, I'm a goofball. Yeah. Like playing lead guitar, I need to be on stage left or stage right because I need to either exit or, you know, I don't need people all around me. It gets yeah. It's too like, ah, ah, ah. And, you know, performing, generally singing, you have to stand in the middle. But I would... Entertain her and play and she's like, You gotta keep your feet still. Cause I am used to just like my feet have a mind of their own. Yeah. Kind of like when I go walking, it's like there's two Th- separate brains, in charge. In each feet, like just da da, da da da. And when I get up on stage, certain bands, I could do this with the buckets because the band is constantly kinetic going. Yeah. And it's just you know, I'm like those Disney tab-away. push toys, like Goofy, and they're on a platform. You push the bottom, right? And the quack, elastic quack, quack, string, quack, quack, it's quack. like, Ugh. yeah. So now playing solo, it's like, oh boy, I've got to stand there and sing the song. I'm not dreading it, and it's very surreal though when I have played solo or yeah, solo with a band. Once I start singing, I get lost, and the song, you know, it could be shallow. My songs are—they aren't that deep. Uh-huh. They're colorful, fun, you know, they're sweet. But um, I get lost because I start singing it, and like you don't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you play lead guitar, there's parts where you're not playing, or even rhythm guitar or bass. You know, there's yeah. space. Singing, you've got to keep singing that. You know, there's you do breathe and pause but it's like a ride. And yeah. also it gets to the end. Whee, it's like getting off whatever ride. It's like, okay, what's this next song? And it's, oh no, it's a completely different story. Uh-huh. Here go the feet again. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. <laughs> so this is all your inner monologue while you're, while Sometimes you're playing. Sometimes I it. try not to have inner monologue. I do when I play lead guitar. Uh huh. Cause usually I've written out the solos beforehand because I, I'm not a great lead guitarist. I'm. You write them out. I could improvise note? and stuff, but. If I start wandering, there I go. I start looking at my fingers kind of yeah. too much, and they're like people, and it's like, oh, let's go climb up here. And it's like, dude, you don't need to climb up there. Or like, <laughs> oh, the pinky's not having fun. Use them, okay. Right. And sometimes I could get away with it. Sometimes it's like, are you pulling a coal train during right. this country song? It's like, <laughs> eh. Right. Um, but yeah, solo, fingers playing guitar. It's like, you know. Singing and playing, yeah, you're doing two different things. Keep on doing it. Yeah. Don't space off. I know it's hard. Know. I've
0: done that too, where I actually forget that I'm there in yeah. my body singing for for an
1: audience, and I'll and I'll be,
0: I have to look around for a minute and sort of check in, and realize, oh, I I am actually here in the in this moment.
1: maybe still in operation i don't remember that but the owner of the store i mean it's been there since 1931 that location 1951 wow um a lot of stories they stayed open really throughout yeah they own the building and but was
0: it i mean was there looting and stuff going on or was it just like a shady place to or
1: just it wasn't a safe place yeah you know the lower hate you know i think when I moved to the city, the lower hate was still kind of sketchy. There Same were like here. one or two bars you could go into. Yeah. Um, couple corner markets, but it was like, you didn't want to walk past a certain yeah. block. Yeah. I had somebody steal a bagel dog from me. I thought they just wanted a bite and they took the whole bagel dog. Oh. <laughs> um, that's a, that's criminal. Yeah. I mean, it is I learned a criminal, lot living in the city. I, you know, I thought I was going to go to NYU Really? In like to study theater? Yeah. After I took a break from college, I uh, some friends, you know, we were theater majors. People were like saying, hey, why don't you go to NYU? And I thought, okay. And I applied. This is a very personal story. Can I go there? Absolutely. And uh, it was a life-changing matter. But this is how naive I was. I thought I was pretty, I know what's going on because I've right. seen foreign films or whatever, <laughs> right? So to get into NYU, you know, you had to apply. Um, I probably really couldn't afford to. Back then, I probably could have gotten financial aid and gone there. So it wasn't like a freak out. I had decent grades. But you had to audition. You know, you send them a... uh, In some cases, some universities, you could send them a film or video. But they would send people out to California and like, okay, you know, do your thing. And I had planned to do a scene, I don't know, from the misanthrope or whatever that was, which was way over the top for me to do, but I thought, it'll wow them. Right. And, um, like a week or so beforehand, I came up to the city to do some city galley Uh
2: huh.
1: And ended up at the, the Buena Vista in North Beach or Fisherman's War famous for its, uh, Irish coffees. Apparently they invented them or whatever. Oh, cool. I thought I'm going to have an Irish coffee night. And you know, there's, tourists i'm meeting people i'm meeting adults i'm like 22 then it was getting late and i knew the transit system was going to shut down around midnight or so and i was like i'm having a good time if i stay here till two bart i'll catch it in the morning i'll just wander about the city because i'm jacked up on irish coffees right so i'm wandering through the city North Beach, Chinatown. Starting at like 2 a.m. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, gosh, I just need to hunker down someplace. And I found a little place where I could kind of hunker down where nobody could see me. Uh-huh. You know, nothing creepy in the bushes or right in a dumpster, but I was just chilling out. And after about a half an hour, I thought, well, I'm going to meander. So I ran into this lady of the night, which, you know, maybe I'd seen in movies or on Gunsmoke, right. this kitty. I think she ran something at the saloon, right? Um, This lady of the night propositioned me, and I was kind of like, oh, no, thanks. Uh Thank you, ma'am. Because I was raised right. Yeah. So I'm wandering a couple more blocks, and I ran into her again. And I naively thought, well, I am not going to proposition her. You know, I'm kind of an experienced person. Young man, but right. I, I'm not going to follow through with these deeds. Right. And I figured she would take me to like the local saloon hotel, like yep. Miss Kitty on Gunsmoke, and I'd have like a little bedroom or you know something cool. And I I was figuring twenty bucks could have gotten me this or that, but twenty bucks, I might crash for a couple hours instead. Right. You know, maybe she'll do me the hot water bath. Right. That didn't go down. We went into some building that she had the keys to and took an elevator up to an abandoned room, like a 10 by 10 room. And I gave her 20 bucks, which she put in her shoe. Now, she wanted to proceed with, you know, the standard 10 minute action activity thing. And I was like, no, no thanks. I, I wanted someplace to stay. This room doesn't do it for me. And we got into an altercation. Oh, shit. I... Yanked her shoe and took her 20. I should have walked. Yeah. That would have been the proper thing to do, but I was naive. And and you were young. Kind of frightened.
0: Yeah. And you didn't get anything for your $20. So it felt like. She
1: scratched my face. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: That's terrifying. That's like not. Well, kind of,
1: you know, and I kind of knew. I knew immediately I am out of my league. Yeah. Story's not over. We go outside. I go outside. And all of a sudden her pimp shows up. With another lady of the night. And gets out of his, I don't know, 69 Impala. Mm -hmm. uh, And he's like, what's going on? And he starts chewing her ass out. Oh, He's not getting on my case at all. He immediately recognizes this, you know, this is a cool young kid, 22. And what's going on? Right. And so he's getting on her case and I start sticking up for her. And he's (sighs) kind of like, you stay out of this. And I'm like, okay. And I should have walked, and then here comes two undercover policemen. Oh Jesus! What's going on here? Did they? What did they look like? They the undercover policemen? Yeah, I mean, how, what, two white males, probably. But what were they? As, what
0: were they undercover as? Just
1: no, they just well, plain police.
0: But could you tell they were cops right when they walked? Well, up? Well, right or? when they walked up okay, and yeah.
1: said, "Hey, what's going on?" and okay. pulled out their badges. Gotcha. Oh, okay, so I,
0: I thought they were trying to stay no. undercover as they approached.
1: And um. They're like, what's going on here? And I immediately kind of, I'm not a good liar. I don't like to lie bullshit. But I, I was just like, I want to diffuse the situation. Uh-huh. So they're like, what happened to you? And my face wasn't torn up and bloody, but it looked kind of like I had a scrape. And uh, <laughs> they go, what happened to you? And I go, skateboard accident. <laughs> like, nice. where's your board? Lost it. They're like, okay. And they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. You know, and I wasn't really drunk. I was probably more jacked up on coffee and caffeine. Yeah. You know? And, um, so the cops leave. So I'm stuck there and I felt bad. I, you know, I felt bad for her. She's trying to make a living, you know, yeah. and he's getting on her case. Now I lived in the East Bay at the time. So I offered to take them all out for breakfast. <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, you know, can we go out for breakfast? You give me a ride over to the Bay bridge. We'll go to like, I don't know the waffle house or something. Right. They're like, all right, hop in the car. So I'm in the back with his lady and his other ladies up front, and we start driving, and I didn't really know the city too well. And we're driving towards the Bay Bridge, and all of a sudden we start heading south of Market, and I don't know if you know, but back in the 80s, south of Market was pretty yep. iffy. Shady. It still can be, yep. but back then, yeah, and I don't think I'd ever been there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he pulls over, turns around, he's like give me give me your money. Hmm. And uh I think I just I gave him the 20 back. Get out of the car and they left. It was kind of scary. Yeah. And you know, I had to walk back to BART, which was only like 4 blocks away, but it was like
0: uh you're in a neighborhood you'd never yeah, been in. Yeah, I went and back
1: home. sticking out. And you know, I went to work at the restaurant a couple nights later. What happened to you? Skateboard accident. Uh-huh. And uh I decided not to attend my audition for NYU as a result of that. Yes. Wow. I was, well, I was shaken up Yeah, and I was like, you know, you're, you got, you're thinking about moving to Manhattan after that. And, you know, I didn't want to go to an audition looking like I got in a fight. It probably would have looked cool. I probably would have looked like, yeah, I can act. (laughs) Right. I'm going to do some Sam Shepard or something. Yeah. And uh, that kind of, you know, I took a break from theater. After that, well, I I did. I you just stayed here. Yeah, and... I ended up picking. Well, I started playing more guitar. Uh huh. And um. That's just the way I am. Are you Are you happy with that choice? I was gonna say yeah, I am happy. It's taken me a while, and. You know, things have been really enlightening. I don't want to say particularly the political climate or anything, but just the changes, the pace. One thing I don't think people ever really mention in all these changes, you know, whether it's doom or this or that or future wonders that may people may create, but um, simple things like just the population explosion. Mm. <clears throat> There's all these people just boo, coming out, coming out, coming right. out. Detroit, more cars, more cars, more cars. And right. I'm like, why, why, why? I'm not anti-kid or anti-birth, but... It's like, too many people. God, yeah, we're just uh, a lot of production. A lot of production. Now, kids, I'm not going to throw them in the No, the bag. They, didn't, they didn't choose but it. The world, and I think our country, we produce a lot of junk. Mm-hmm. Some other countries do too, and it's like... I've purchased a lot of junk over the years, and it's kind of weird... Um but I'm very happy lately. you know. Rather than let things bog me down or like, oh, I never accomplished this. Mm-hmm. I'm getting old. I'm not going to – why worry about those things? I'm really enjoying life, and it's kind of weird. It's kind of like <clears throat> this movie I've never seen, but the Benjamin Buttons thing right? I brought up earlier. Um, yeah, I'm kind of – physically, I feel – really good. Rejuvenated. You know? and... I don't party as much as I do. And even then I'm kind of like, I don't feel like I did 20 years ago after playing with the buckets and then cross country skiing with a right. broken tailbone. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so what yeah, do you,
0: what do you attribute the changes to? Um, recently?
1: Acceptance. Yeah. Of my peculiarities. Um, you know, I know I'm, odd in a lot of people's eyes and this relates to how i function or Mm. dysfunction executively my (laughs) organizational weird skills and i've seen it really perturb people Uh and there are people that really understand me and let me be me my best friends who i've known for years and a lot of my creative friends Uh who other creative or people think they're kind of kooky and we both can talk to each other some of my closest friends and musicians. Maybe we talk in a different language, but yeah. there's an acceptance, an understanding. Um,
0: so what? What? Uh, how? How did? So it, you didn't accept it yourself? F- well, f- until fairly recently, or well, beginning to or?
1: recently. Well, actually, in the past seven years, you know, just a lot of changes in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, embracing my creative nuttiness rather than like. You know, it's, it took me years to accept the fact that I was a guitar player in a band. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of felt like a method actor huh. and like, okay, Here's my script? You? Here's your prop. Huh. And, um, but I love it. I've always loved music and I dig doing it. And I can't
0: even imagine you not playing music or not. I tried. Even...
1: Like when I moved to Chico and majored in sociology, spring break, I'm writing a term paper. I started writing a song on a typewriter and said, <sighs> screw this. I'm moving back to the city. Yeah. And that's when I took it, started taking it a bit more seriously. But um, recently, doing some research through the passing of a famous football player, I fell down a hole and discovered this executive function disorder thing, and the fact that I exhibit a lot of those traits, mm-hmm. whether it's genetic, um, environmental, or frontal lobe related misfunction uh, or right. damage. Um, I do exhibit a lot of these traits and people like me have often, and I, you know, I've had no problem really with it, but you know, you're weird, you're lazy, you know, you do things differently Yeah, and I'm accepting that. And if people can't, you know, I'll try to explain it to them, but it's even hard to explain, to talk about it because of that syndrome does that make sense it does well
0: Um, and also i think because people are are not always receptive to a lot of the new you know the sort of newfangled things because they write them off as hogwash or just you know and i and i i'm on the fence about a lot of this stuff because i think the ad and adhd Mm -hmm. and stuff may be something that is entirely environmentally caused yeah. or you know i don't know we, we're coming up with names for things yeah it's probably not entirely any one thing
1: exactly but,
0: but we're naming them as if it's only about this thing it's yeah. a genetic thing or and it's that's, this or and we're missing that could be dangerous for sure it is it already is because there's combinations generations. i've always told
1: that with people whether it's discussing stuff like this it, it it it's not always a b and c it could be a point dr five nine three <laughs> right three and yeah, uh, that's how I think that's you know, I was always kind of like a c average student, right in some classes, I would just excel like I got straight A's pretty much in geometry. <clears throat> you just understood some it. stuff I wasn't interested in i I just didn't care about it, and yeah. growing up, like the majors I chose in college, it has always been a struggle to be standard or be quote normal mm-hmm. or and I've attempted to do that. I don't know why to fit in or that's, you know, I don't want to be, there was definitely always somebody weirder in class than me. I know that growing up, but uh-huh. I didn't want to be some like crazy nut. So I would do the nine to five jobs. You right. know, I've sat on my butt. I've worked in law firms. I've, you know, restaurant work, this or that, but definitely straight nine to five and recently not doing that. I'm, so much more happier yeah you know not like oh i have to achieve this
0: okay so that's a big part of it you've sort of taken out the this yeah. goal oriented you know aspect
1: also i'm learning about this i don't know like i told you i need i need a new doctor my doctor passed away so i probably mm-hmm. definitely need a new physician uh-huh. and discuss the matters with him maybe it's just all in my imagination but
0: but this is very new the 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 revelation that you may have yes, this, this pretty much. Condition. I mean, so that's, and do you feel like that's where the acceptance comes from? Is that it's been given a name and it's not, you're not just a weirdo. You, you actually have this
1: kind they, of, this, well, I've already accepted that beforehand. Okay. Uh, it, and that's been gradual. I, I mean, know. over the years, there've been times where I've called up old friends that I'm still close with and have to take a break with them and go, Oh, I'm kind of weird. Right. I do things differently uh-huh. and, you know, check myself, check right. in with them. And they're like, yeah, that's why we love you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, cool. Just, just wanted, <laughs> just needed just that. Making sure I'm you know, okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for me to sit still. I can with you right now. It's a wonderful environment. You're a wonderful person. I've known for a long time. And, Thank you. But there are times where like, I cannot stand in a line. Yeah. And, you know, it's best that I just walk away from that moment if I really can't stand in line. Otherwise... I'll be fidgety. People are going like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, and I've so done a it, lot of that. Does what's it wrong rise with up? you? Yeah. Like when I shut down okay, or like kind of physically need to time out and shut down, yeah. I've had the, what's wrong with you? I and mean, yeah. it's like, that never uh, feels great. Uh, I, I'm just, uh, you know, can I time out? Yeah. Yeah. I wish we could
0: all just call time out yeah. whenever we needed it and yeah.
1: be, and have that be respected. Well, stumbling upon this, syndrome or dysfunction thing um there are things i could do to help myself out with it behavioral things kind of like positive reaffirmation. affirmation yeah or telling myself and i will navigate myself vocally doing things Uh you know i probably sound like i'm talking to myself but it helps um calendars time things it's good to have a real clock like a desk calendar, and I, I could go nuts with that kind of planning or little cards, post its. Yeah, okay. I got two or three cork boards set up now, like, da, 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 da. wow. And I could ace things. You so, know, the uh, same but, thing, like I told you with gigs. Right. You map I could out how to play time. a show right now for another year, and it's going to drive me crazy. I haven't played live since last fall, I think. Uh-huh. And it's one of the funnest things I love to do, but it's like, okay plan the gig and do it and I'm in the process of doing that right now yeah once I do have things like set in motion I love it It's yeah, kind of like, it's scary. Uh, uh, it's too I'm scary. safer in but, my home, in realism world. Uh, yeah,
0: but which is actually
1: not real. Well, it's, it's a, a construct. It's, it's right, kind of exactly. like sometimes I felt like I was in the matrix. I swear to God. Yeah. I was
0: like, well, that's how I felt growing up. I mean, that's why I'm asking about this stuff, because a lot of what you've said about executive function disorder or mm-hmm. what, you know, anything like that, I don't know that you even, I mean, long before there were names for any of those yeah. things, there were kids who had, who felt, that way they felt like what the fuck is this world about i don't fit here i don't fit in at all and i don't know how to fit in yeah that was my experience and so i faked it i looked for ways to conform yeah in order to feel okay and it was all about just security and Mm -hmm. acceptance and you know and then once i got some of that it i was like okay well i'm safe here because i have these friends around me Mm -hmm. and i have a family who's supportive and so that's okay. So now I can start thinking about who I actually am, and you know what I would like to express yeah. if I were allowed to. But fuck, it takes like an entire life. It takes like well into adulthood to start to see that even. That's and then
1: t- how I've been feeling lately. Yes, yeah, I'm like. And
0: then if you're you know aware enough to to begin acting on it, then you still have. That's it's, the key. Yeah, and then if you do that immediately, you have like from that point until the end of your life to learn and in with this new sort of perspective.
2: Yeah. And I, it's,
0: it feels to me, it's like, okay, well now I know what life now I understand what life is about. Mm-hmm. And now I got to take, take full advantage because I feel like I wasted a couple of decades. Yeah. And I'm wondering, is that just the human experience? Is that what everybody, like they waste their twenties and then
1: well, look back and say, shit, I there are a lot more studies on this now, especially aging and whatnot. Um, and you'll read stuff like this. A lot of people that retire, discuss what they wish they would have done right and you know this may sound like generalizing but i've heard it from people in real life and i've read about it it's like i wish i would have taken the time to do this yeah whether it's with their kids or to not work that nine to five and get that gold chain yep etc etc you know and sometimes people that have done that and I've know personally they'll they'll retire at sixty five or whatever, they'll go back to work,
2: uh-huh.
1: or they die shortly afterwards. Yep, that's super um, common. That happened to my boss, in the hate. Uh huh. Great man, he was like a dad to me. Yeah, great guy. He ate grilled cheese and pickle sandwiches. Nice about this. Um, good.
0: but so <clears throat> sorry to interrupt, but, but I but I'm just thinking in, like in terms of. So, I mean that's such a common story you hear about people who work their ass off mm-hmm. their entire life they finally get to retire and then they die or they don't know what to do with themselves or they have to go back to work cuz they're
2: yeah.
0: going crazy or whatever but why like after generation and ge- after generation of hearing about that mm-hmm. of people like looking back with regret why have we not started to or maybe we are I mean well, I feel I like think, our generation no, well, I think there to, are
1: a lot of people that I know that are have led that straight lifestyle led which just
0: like work well the standard get an education a job five, family. Yeah.
1: yeah four years of college and kids everything the right. house the car and are they happy and with it they are happy okay so that's it does work um, for some people it does work and they may retire and they're probably set for retirement yeah and you know they may have a winnebago right or they may have well i don't have any judgment against that no, no, stuff no, 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 no. intrinsically well, I think it's I just they've probably when, done so well at that game, yeah. and their families and generations before them, it worked for them. Now that's not to say that they may be happy when they retire, but I'm sure I know because shit happens to everybody. Yeah, that they go through some of the same stuff, the trials for sure. You know, kid, kids break a leg. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, it
0: doesn't equal a perfect life. It doesn't. Just because you, know, you follow the mo- you know go through the. Rule book. Definitely a safe for it's a lot safer, of It's safer, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: I think I strived towards that and just, you know, I was just too goofbally to... You really?
0: Know, you strived for safe? Because I didn't. Well, I mean, I I, I, I,
1: I... I thought that's what I should do, but yeah, just my lifestyle and the ways I do things, it just never yeah jibed. And step by step, it's taken me like the acceptance thing. Yeah. And being awareness, you know, like I don't have much... Um, but I'm, I'm happy. I've yeah. always, I, I've been blessed. I think with like a happy gene, uh-huh. you know, I've had dimples since I was four. I can't help it. Nice. Sometimes I do have to conform because I'm walking around with a shit eating grin uh-huh. and it may not be appropriate right. in some cases. And I have to like, Temper your... Chill down, you know, your, your muscles are getting tired, you know, and... So do you not... Have you
0: not experienced depression or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But so where does... How
0: does the happiness gene work? Because, I mean, does um, it carry you through the hard times? I'm blessed times, with the or or cosmos.
1: Does... I know the universe kind of supports me. I think I've okay. always felt like that. So it's a faith thing, but not... A bit. Not a religion. A bit. Like a... Um, not religion. I people know me know that I've probably confessed that I'm of Christian yeah nature um but it's not something you i'm not or school um in. yeah i don't go to church right. um i know that the bible the historical documents there's a lot of stuff missing yeah misinterpretated and that has been used sadly and misused for a lot and abused of yeah for hell my, on earth which right. is just ain't right um yeah you know i embrace like buddhism paramahansa yogananda stuff bruce lee nice Jut king do jeet kundo jeet kundo all right i'm gonna sign up for classes oh, yeah? nice. i shouldn't have mentioned that but I have anyway i his, <clears throat> his books and uh, cooking classes <laughs> there there's go. a culinary school opening up on 22nd street where you could sign up for a day a month or a week
0: that's nice if only i like to cook but, uh, but wait, I want to get, I want to return to the, yeah. the happiness gene because okay. I want to know how it how it has, because I don't have it personally. Mm-hmm. I have the sadness gene. I have the mm-hmm. thing where my resting default is mm-hmm. heaviness, you know, mm-hmm. sol- solemnity. Um, not always, but, but for the most part, since I was a young kid, that's kind of how it was. I always appreciated humor and I loved having fun and I liked mm-hmm. adventure, but whenever any of that stuff wasn't happening, I was
1: in deep thought and pretty solemn depression. Um, I've just learned over the years that, um, this too shall pass if I'm, you know, in a rut yeah, or do something and stay open to that. Stay open to those doors. Like, you know, I, I don't run around like positive thoughts, positive thoughts. Okay. But, like thinking about things, manifesting. Um, I could get more headier into that, but I'm not knowledgeable enough to discuss. I don't, I don't need any of the intellectual aspect of it. Yeah. I'm just curious to know what your I, personal um,
0: experience is with
1: like mo- mood, ice cream, you know, okay. which you, is a weak fix, but you know, I love ice cream. So bam,
0: but you'll get excited enough about it that it will like, Sometimes. lift your mood or will keep you, will it sustain yes. you? Like, do you say, yes. Do you, um, because I can't, I have a hard time getting out of something if I'm in a negative yeah. loop, I have a really hard time getting out and sometimes I'll get out momentarily and then I'll like welcome myself back in I'll sort of I'll choose like some other thing will happen and I'll choose even though I'm on the fence and could go like it's cool, I can shake it off mm-hmm. I'll, I'll actually opt for the, um, the misery and discomfort I think because I'm so familiar with it.
1: Irish setter, red wing boots, some khaki Ben Davis pants. You're looking, my lucky cowboy snap shirt.
0: Looking dapper as always. And you got your hat next to you. My hat, my hat. It's near you. Oh, I didn't tell you
1: about my hat fears. Like when I go outside and I don't have my hat. Really? Do you have a, you have a hat? No, it's not bad, but sometimes I've walked out and I've been wearing hats for 30 years. Right. Right. Mostly. And then something, I'm like, something's wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong. The sky's falling. It's like, Dude, man, hat dependent much? Do you go back and get it then, or do you? If t- I'm not too far from home, yeah, I'm growing it my hair out again. Okay, this year
0: will that will that offer some hat like security or, or is it, it? It'll
1: be nice. Okay. I forgot that my ears are pierced.
0: Oh, you forgot?
1: Yeah, and I'm like, those will need some hoops or something, because <laughs> with the redneck haircut, it didn't work too well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hat dependency. Well, yeah. I'm balding. You know, and you'd notice it a lot more. I, I've never really noticed it that much, but um, because it's cold. On. Like, oh, that hat, love that hat. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You could no, feel that a hair Haircut spot. in the winter. That don't cut it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. It's good to know. I'll get, get you a beanie for your next. Uh, or do you've got six beanies? Oh, you do. Okay. So you wear cowboy
1: hats
2: a day. Beanies. beanies I need. Day? I
1: need some new hats though. I need more of a summer straw. Black, shorter brim. I don't like the brim too short. Yeah, I've got to do some wardrobe. I've got a team working on that for okay. me right now <laughs> as we speak.
2: That's amazing for real. That's sad. Really
0: for your for your debut show, you mean? No, or just, just in, general? in general. Like I a I general... got rid
1: of so much clothing in the past two weeks. Okay, so you're getting a style. It's like you know, overhaul? I need this. Yeah, I used to be styly. Now I'm just like do 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 no, you got doo, your doo, you got doo. your
0: thing going. You're de- you're you you're. you're, you're yourself and that's all that matters
1: you know i walked into a how do you say dispensary uh-huh. in oakland uh-huh. my hair was shorter but i've got these my new prescription glasses these are like aviators right right and they turn dark and i walked in there kind of in the western attire and there's these guys behind the counter this one guy i swear to god he looked like dave Chappelle, uh-huh. and they're cracking up And I'm walking towards the counter and they're cracking up. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what? We were just saying, you look like Johnny Depp. And I'm thinking, what? (sighs) I've got short redneck hair. I don't have black hair. I don't look like Johnny Depp. I've got these glasses on and a hat. And they're still busting up. And then they go, in fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That's what I was going to guess. I've got Hunter Thompson like a few times in the past. You do, the and with those and glasses
0: like, especially.
1: Probably the shades.
0: Yeah, because they turn yellow, and that was that was the thing. That well, these was... turn green. Oh, do they? Wow. Yeah, I'm colorblind. Sorry, but they're uh, they they definitely have the
1: that essence. I was with, picky about the... these. I had to go online direct to the company uh-huh. and find out who they were. Da 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 da. Yeah. People are saying go to Costco, go here, do that, go to whatever two for one. No i need this brand and this or i'm not going to play <laughs> what a brat huh but you got them yeah and i'm happy you're happy
0: good well see if you know what you want you should go for it and don't listen to what other people say that's if you right. don't know you, what you want
1: yeah then get some advice i'll put down my foot on their foot and break their bone <laughs> that's right that's from repo man banana soundtrack Oh my God! One of the best movies ever. Yeah, I'm rambling.
0: All right. Well, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Happy trails. All right. It's great to see you, man. Thanks for coming. Peace, love. Lots of love. Let's talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Air hugs. (laughs) Listening, everybody. That was my friend Corey Porter. And uh, as he said, he has a solo album coming out pretty soon. We don't know what it's going to be called yet, but um, we know his name, so we can find out. And uh, he also mentioned that he was in a band called The Buckets, a great uh, San Francisco band, Bay Area band from way back when. And uh, their music's around, you can find them. And he was also in a band called Pup Cage with my friend Dave Fremont who was in a previous episode so go check him out and I forgot to mention in Dave's episode what a great musician he is um, hopefully Corey won't mind sharing a little bit of the spotlight they played together in this band Pup Cage which I loved and it was one of my first musical experiences in San Francisco and uh, I will never forget it uh, seeing those guys live and being around with them and becoming friends with them so um. Anyway, another episode next week. I hope you can make it. um, I either sleep or do this podcast now, apparently. That's what um, my Thursdays have come down to. And uh, this is late for a Friday, but it's going up just the same on Friday. I'm committed. All right. See you next week.